At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Bedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad. We're back. Yeah. After, I would say... A half decent week by the Giants. Nice little start, and yeah, you know, kind of ended on a, on a sour note there with uh, pool holes in his thirty-seven mile an hour fastball <laughs> in the mountains there. Well, I mean, if you went into the week and said, "Hey, the Giants are going to be four and two, we do this all, all the time. You go into the week and you say yeah. the Giants would be four and two, and you go, "Yeah, that's great," but then you, I mean, you sweep the, the Rockies and you're three and zero. Oh, and then you go one and two, and then it just ends sour. Yeah. Um, and that's what they always talk about. They want to end on a high note, and they did not end on a high note last night. That ESPN stinker. And I swear, it's every time we get a national game, <laughs> you know, that, that Apple TV Plus game yeah. and then the ESPN game. It's like, just keep us, keep us on. Nobody else needs to see us. We're fine. Yeah. Just yeah. Giants <laughs> the, the, you know, I was like so thankful for Colorado. But then I was like, you know what? Colorado's not a bad team. Now, we, we kind of Ooh. talked about this last time. They are not great when it comes to run differential, which is really right. an easy way for me to see who's real and who's not real. Uh, and so Colorado uh, is 500 currently, but they are minus 28 in the run differential. So probably worse than a 500 team. But still competitive because they're in the best, you know, the best division in baseball, if we want to call it, because, you know, we're the only only division in baseball right now in which every single team is at or above 500. So, right. In, uh, and in, in and the they AL- don't have Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is still hurt. Right. Big, big part of their offense. The AL West is super top heavy. Houston and the Angels are playing 650 ball. Uh, but there's three teams in that division that are under 500. In in the Central, everyone's kind of you know close though. Kansas City and Detroit are actually really bad, but the other teams are just yeah. kind of right around you know right right around each other. Minnesota is five games above 500. The Yankees are on fire. Jeez, they're 25 yeah. and nine. Uh, Tampa's 21 and 14. Toronto probably a little disappointing, especially because they're minus 15 in run differential. Uh, 18 and 17 and Baltimore. And how can you be below Baltimore? Shame on you, Boston. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, you Boston know, it, is, is rough. Cause that's a team that everybody thought this year yeah. was going to come out of the gates and them and, and Toronto were going to be fighting at the top Toronto's seven and a half games back because the Yankees are the best team in baseball right now. Do you hear that, Dodger fans? The Yankees <laughs> are the best team in baseball right now. So, uh, and just to Somebody's round, calling out. me. I think it's a. I think it's a Dodger fan. Uh oh, Ned Coletti. He he he's retired. Spam. It's spam. I'm gonna turn it off. We don't get any phone calls other than spam anymore. I know on our, on our house phone. I don't. Know so okay, so so this is this is an interesting tangent here. You have a house phone. That is yeah, a non-mobile I, phone. Yeah. I don't want a house phone, by the way. <laughs> this is a fight every year when the bill comes out. Or, you know, we re-up this and that. There's a fight every year. I don't want a house phone. I don't need to pay 30 bucks a month for a house phone. But yes. I lose the battle. Okay. <laughs> so is the only reason you have a house phone for the once in a rare occasion time that you need to call 911? <clears throat> I don't even know about that because we we you sleep with your cell phones <laughs> on the side of your bed. You just have to pick it up, flip it, and uh, dial. I'm gonna I'm gonna call nine one one on my cell phone. 
before before I'm going to use my house phone. Um, I think the only reason we have it is for you know our parents, uh, you know, okay. just in case they panic situation and they call a house number instead of the cell number. Right. Um, but but honestly, it's a it's a VoIP phone too. So it's like if the router goes down, right? You know, the internet goes down. We don't have a phone, so I, I'm to the point now where I just want to get rid of it. But okay, because that that was the argument, and this we're going back now ten ten years since the last time I had a house phone. Now the the hook was that the cable company was like, "Hey, you have cable." you can add on the house phone for like $5 or $10 a month. And I was like, well, I don't want one. I have a cell phone. No, 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 no. But you need the house phone because cell phone, what happens if your cell phone goes dead? What happens if your battery dies? I'm like, well, I'll just make sure that the battery doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. you know, the, the network could go down 100%. But like yeah. you said, if, if, the, if, the, uh, if the network goes down, um, that but actually that the their argument was well what, your Wi-Fi you know if 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 your cell signal goes out your Wi-Fi may not go out my argument was well my Wi-Fi goes out way more than my cell phone goes out <laughs> yeah and exactly so, and and so it was just this back and forth and back and forth and I was like guys am I like you know I was talking to the rep I was like am I diff like am I different are people actually still needing a house phone even though everyone has a cell phone. And they're like, well, it's not as popular as it once was. And I'm like, okay, right. So why are you keep trying to sell this to me? It's yeah. it's archaic. I don't need it. And they're like, okay, <laughs> goodbye. But but that was you know, but but that was the hook. It was like, oh, yeah. get your cell phone, get your cable, get your internet, all through the same package. And I imagine the people are like, I want those other two things. Yeah, and maybe not even cable anymore. Maybe it's just internet, but I don't need well, that phone. The other thing too is I think, and AT and T, and we could talk about this all day. It's tech stuff, <laughs> but AT and T, I think has a deal because you know they bought Directv, but now they ditch Directv. They don't want Directv anymore. Yeah, but if you bundled all four of their things, like we have cell phone, uh, internet. DirecTV and landline. So you have all four things bundled. You save a bit on your bill. Not a, not a whole lot, but the big thing is you get unlimited data on your, um, on your home internet. So on your service, you, you don't have a You're cap. Not capped. You know, yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to uh, throttle you back if you hit a certain level or anything like that. So I think that's one of those things. The last time I called, they said, yeah, but you're going to lose your unlimited. And I was like, well, that's not that big of a deal. But now, we stream everything and we have one gig service. So it's super fast. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to hit that cap at some point. So yeah. Kind of, kind of stick with the, we got to be old school, man. You got to have the, the old, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's not, it just looks like, you know, it's not really a phone. So <laughs> yeah, not really a home phone. It's just, yeah. it's a, a phone that floats around the house. And so here was, here was my, and we'll, we'll, we'll We'll get off of this in a second. Here, here was my. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Here was my conspiracy theory. Okay, my conspiracy theory was that the only reason they wanted you to have a home phone was because they were going to sell your phone number to all the marketers, and if the marketers couldn't buy, you know, couldn't buy the phone numbers to them, like having a phone service was not necessary. Yeah, and I I believe that because I'm looking at this phone right now and it says 40 new messages. And I guarantee you <laughs> over the past – those probably came in over the past seven days and then we go through and clean it. They're just hang-ups. It's yeah. 40 hang-ups yeah. from spam, suspected spam every single time. So, yep. Yeah, it's garbage. Yep. All right, quickly, <laughs> let's get back to these, uh, the, these divisions. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee playing very well. Uh, St. Louis playing decently well, and uh, their def their, their run differential definitely increased after yesterday's game no, against the Giants. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Cincinnati, all under 500. Cincinnati's the worst team in baseball. Uh, in the NL East, Mets are playing really well. The Mets are actually higher than the Giants in run differential, second in the National League uh, behind the Dodgers. And then uh, Philly is is probably playing a little worse than what they should be. Uh, Atlanta is is about five hundred, a little bit less than five hundred. Miami 
is underneath uh, Atlanta, but they have actually they're in in the positive when it comes to run differential. So maybe they're playing a little bit underneath what they should be. And then you get to our division, Arizona, 18 and 17, <laughs> but uh, minus 15 run differential. After yeah. seeing all these home runs being hit off of Madison Bumgarner, I expected them to be <laughs> worse, but they're actually competing. So that's good for baseball, but not good for us because, you know, we, we needed all those gimmies last year from some of these teams and we may not get them this year. Yeah, that that's going to be, the, I mean, we, we did, you know, sweep Colorado. That was huge, but uh, you know, the series starts in what? Uh, right now I'm still looking well, right at the now. lineup right now. Yeah. So it starts right now. And uh, I, of course, you know, I'm, I'm watching it on my cell phone. So it's going to be, uh, I'm going to be a little, uh, little, little behind on what it is you're seeing. Um, but yeah, so in Colorado, that always destroys your ERA. That yeah. destroys your, destroys that could your destroy will you. to live. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, um, you know, for us on the West Coast, we're happy these games start at 540 because yeah. a lot of times these are like four hours, <laughs> four hour games, man. So, um, yeah, who do who do we have on the mound tonight? Uh, that is a good question. I can find that, that out. I love to very. Quickly. I love to pop up game day, but see, that's the other problem too. Is if I pop up game day on MLB.com, yeah, and I have the game going on TV, I'm going to see what happens beforehand. Uh, oh, that's right. We got Woody on the mound. Tonight, okay, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You beat me to it. Wood against Senzatella, and we've beat up Senzatella quite a few times over the years. Um, and it is Colorado, so it should be interesting. Our lineup looks like almost like a an what the opening day lineup was supposed to be, which is yep. kind of nice. So, so why don't we get into it? Because yeah. uh, we have uh, Evan Longoria back at third, and today uh, Tommy Listella is back. Now, the interesting thing about Listella is he was kind of close, and then it seemed like he would take a step back. Like, he'd get close. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's coming back. He's so and Nope. You know, he's going to take a day off. He's got a little tenderness in, the, in that foot. Uh, but I assume that they are 100% comfortable with where he is right now. And, uh, you know, we'll see because, you know, we have we still haven't yet had the full Tommy LaStella experience, right? Like, he's yeah, he's been there for a little bit, then he's take time off and he's hurt then he you know he's got a rehab and so i'm kind of interested to see because if you remember he was the first guy who got a multi-year deal with zadie and that was a big that was a big thing because he saw a guy in oakland who you know defensively he's he's not gonna you know he's not gonna press you very often but he's like up oh, gets on base doesn't swing at bad pitches drives the ball and perfect fit. I, I want to see what that perfect fit is. I would love to see him come out and play well because otherwise we're kind of left scratching our head going like, did Zadie <laughs> miss on this one? Is it possible he missed? Yeah. And I was going to bring up today. Do we think also, and, and this, you know, we could discuss this later, but do we also think that maybe with the, um, coming up of Luis Gonzalez and Elio Ramos in the minor leagues who made a, a slight appearance. Do we, do, did he jump the gun on Jock Peterson a little bit? Uh, I know it's only a one year, $6 million deal. Um, and you have the DH, but at that point, was it a need? Because what else did we see today? We saw Luis Gonzalez. Yeah. Go down because Tommy Listella is healthy again. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Because uh, I started thinking about it, I go, hmm, I wonder if he just kind of overplayed that a little bit by getting Jock Peterson um, and not getting some of the younger guys a chance early on. But you also won 107 games last year, so you kind of have to say, we, we, well, you've got to ride this train. Uh, we don't want to mess it up by maybe bringing up some young guys, and, and then they don't perform, and then we're dead in the water because yeah. now we don't have another outfielder. We don't have another power left-handed bat. Um so yeah, I don't. I yeah, I definitely don't think that's the case. But it's it's just interesting to think about. But Tommy Listella, we saw some flashes from him last year. Um, I was I wanted to pull up his stats because one of one of you know the stats you always look at when you talk about Farhan is the walks to strikeouts. And you mm -hmm. look at his career: 161 walks and 185 strikeouts. So that that's the type of guy that Farhan likes. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's, yeah, he's not going to be the guy who strikes out a lot. He's not going to be the guy who, um, you know, hits into too many 
uh, ground ball double plays, but he's going to be a guy who's going to fight for his at-bats and draw out the bats. I mean, last year and the year before, uh, also he had um, some of the highest – and actually the year before they signed him, he led the league in pitches per at-bat. So that, and that's always what you want to see as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Giants the... got a little something going, right? Yeah, runner on second with uh, Yastrzemski at the plate. Uh, the Yasmanian Devil, yes. uh, as we called them last week. Um, so a couple other things happened. Uh, and in addition to Listella being back, like you said, Luis Gonzalez was sent down. And you kind of wonder, you go, wow, you know, was it something he did? 100% is no, is no. the answer. <laughs> he was fantastic. Uh, really good for them. I, I would say in the upper half of the position players on the team, now, the only reason he goes down is because they're number crunched and he has options. And I, you know, they would have to make a similar decision as to what they did. And we're going to get to that in a second because that is a big part of this show. Yeah. Is someone who they had to trade over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder, I, you know, w- with this team. They they are a veteran team, and you and I'm sure Zadie's like, look, there's a possibility at some point in the near future, someone may need a couple you know a couple games off here and there because of X, Y, and Z. And, and so Gonzalez is going to be, you know, he's going to going to be pretty much packing a small bag. I'm guessing just to be ready to come back at at any point. But man, it was really fun to see him. He had some big knocks. He, he's uh one of those guys who is a lot faster than you even realize because he's running so dang hard. Um, make made a nice sliding catch the other night. Though also biffed one. Uh, I think there was like a he turned a single into a double or something. Yeah, he has a little bit of a hard time in the outfield, but but he's a good outfielder. See, that's the thing though. He is a good outfielder. We're just not seeing it yet. Um, what? If 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 I told you on what is this May sixteenth, right? Yes. If I told you on May sixteenth at the beginning of the season, I said on May sixteenth, here's your top three RBI guys for the Giants this year: Wilmer Flores, Tyro Estrada, and then Luis Gonzalez. I would have said he unretired <laughs> from the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at that point you would have been Luis Gonzalez. You mean the guy who? <laughs> You know, he hit pretty well in spring training and, uh, yeah, 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 he's doing okay in, in triple a, but yeah, those are the top three RBI guys. I mean, Joey Bart hasn't shown up yet. Uh, Brandon Crawford hasn't shown up yet. Belt has been hurt. He's, you know, he's back now. Um, no, nobody, Jock Peterson, you know, was on a tear and then he hurt his groin and then he still hasn't quite come back. He hit the bomb last night. So maybe we're starting to see it. It's the only injury where I'm like. Okay, I get it. You yeah, hurt yeah. your groin. Yeah, that's... you 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 can barely <laughs> like sneeze or cough when you yes. hurt your groin. Like, yeah, for some reason it just affects every part of you. like the nervous system is like all out of whack. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and then you walk funny, and then you you can't swing the bat, you can't throw. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff with a groin injury. So, yeah, but I mean, I would I would have laughed if you would have said those were your top three. Oh yeah, RBI guys. At one oh, point. Mauricio Debon led the team about a week into the season in RBI. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, you would think Darren Ruff, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. Yeah. All those guys are belts. Belts doing all right. Uh, Crawford he hit a home run the other night, but he's still swinging at bad pitches and his average is down. Ruff is hitting some screamers, but still not much to show for it. Unfortunately no. for him. Uh, he's got to be frustrated because imagine, you know, and then that's a lot of guys. What I've seen this year is like you got a lot of guys who are just hitting lasers and being played perfectly. You almost wonder if like these defensive metrics are even better than we realized. Yeah, I I, I want to say they are because there there are a lot of, you know, line drives up the middle, one hoppers up the middle and you go, oh, this is great, man. He's going to, you know. We got a double out of this, or it's gonna it's gonna hit the gap and it find somebody's glove on the infield, and you go, my god. <laughs> There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. All right. We're going to talk about uh, a couple more injuries. Uh, actually, one more injury and then, and then a trade. But before that, just wanted to remind folks, you know, if you are listening to this through your podcast app, whatever that podcast app is, give us a rating. You know, we, we really benefit from the ratings because that algorithm starts working a little bit and you can, they will showcase us a little bit more in searches and in Google and all that stuff. So, if you can rate us five stars, and that would be great because, you know, we've only been doing this joined feed now for, gosh, is, has it been a, maybe a month or so? You know, we have yeah. the Red and Gold Standard podcast. Uh, we have the death lineup. And, you know, we've been doing we've been doing shows after every Warriors playoff game. We've we've missed one. We've missed one. And, <laughs> and now now they're in the Western Conference Finals. So uh, Brian and I are just like. But we're we're wired for it, man. We're we're we're, we're, we're but my poor wife, she she you know she, when when she met me. Okay, here's here's a good story. When she met me, the Warriors were in the midst of this like historic run. They had Kevin yeah. Durant, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and so uh, we meet. And she had been watching the Warriors playoff games with, with her kids, and then I come in, and so we're watching the games together. Uh, but I don't think she realized like how I watch these games because she's kind of given up. She's kind of been like, okay, this is a little too intense for me. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's funny because uh, the Warriors head coach, Steve Kerr, he had uh, COVID-19. Mm. And so he missed the yeah. last two games and his wife, who I know very tangentially because she knows one of my friends and I've met mm. her like two or three different times. And uh, she's, she's a lot of fun. She's got a great personality, but uh, so she's not used to Steve being home on game day. Right. So she's watching like the game with him for a couple minutes and she's out. She's, I can't. I'm going to watch the Kardashians because he's home and he's, you know, he's just being frenetic and I'm sure stressed out. Oh, but, yeah. But anyway, so probably pacing around the living room. Yeah. So the death lineup, red and gold standard, which is 49ers, plus this podcast, which is, you know, we, we are the OGs to, to this network here. We kind of laid the, the yeah. land for everybody. Uh, but yeah. Check us out. Give us five stars, and uh, we very much appreciate it. And you know what? I've seen um, some podcast hosts read reviews like on the air. Oh yeah. And, and, and if we, you like know, if we that. get some reviews, I think that's kind of a cool thing. We will read yeah. the review on the air. If it's not bad, I mean, if it's bad, yeah. we're not reading it. <laughs> well, then, then you do the Jimmy Kimmel thing, where you read the, the celebrities <laughs> read their their bad tweets. Those are classic. I love watching those. <laughs> Uh, okay, so now let's get back to uh, to Desclafani. Yeah, Anthony Desclafani goes on the sixty day DL. Bit of a surprise, I, I guess. Yeah. I think we thought maybe he was coming back a little sooner than he is. Uh, what did Gabe Kapler call it? He said the long, slow ramp. So he's still work. He's still doing work. He's still throwing off the mound. But they pushed him back to the 60 day, which also I wonder how strategic that was because it allows them to keep, you know, an extra player. Though I guess if you keep Desclafani, you you probably don't need one of those relievers 
who who's the kid that they brought back up today? Uh, Lavera. They brought him back oh, up. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, like, Marte went back down. Lavera came back up. I imagine if Desclafani's ready, then both of those guys are just back down in AAA. So, um, yeah. yeah, kind of kind of frustrating because I think I've been a little harder on Desclafani than you have just because I was looked at the second half of last year and was just like, okay, I don't – I have problems with these guys – and this is Gossman too. I was I was pretty critical of Gossman where he was like all-star, like nobody could touch him in the first half. And in the second half, he was like a good pitcher. And yeah, that's why the Giants didn't resign him. And now he's back to being first half <laughs> Kevin Gossman all over again. He's trying, well, to, shove, then, he's trying to shove it up, shove it up well, my butt. Yeah, and that's the thing too, is you gotta see, is he gonna be second half uh Gossman yeah, like he we'll was see. last year? So not I, that yeah. I'm rooting against him, but no, and, and also you got to look at it too. I mean, you got to, do you want to give five years to that yeah. to where you're not sure if, if he's going to be the same guy the entire season? That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of years to give. But I think with Disclafani as well, uh, you know, Jacob Junis is pitching well right now too. So they said, what, at least like another five more weeks for Disclafani. So that, that's a, that's, I mean, you know, he's a veteran dude. He wants to pitch. I, I'm sure there's nothing behind it like, Hey, you're going to rest while Junis is doing well. No, he can't pitch. I mean, the, the guy just basically can't pitch right now. So, but luckily the giants, they prepared for that the last couple of years where if uh, somebody goes down from the five man, you, you've got a couple other guys who could fill in and, and be that dude. So, yeah. I didn't realize my green screen was <laughs> fully covering until now oh, you destroyed the magic <laughs> i was like what's that thing over there in the corner oh my green my, my stack of paperwork down there <laughs> okay so now let's get to it sad times i wish Aww. i wish yeah, let me see if, do we have any sad music here let's see no you got sad music. Uh, i don't want to get emotional right now oh that is sad a little sad yeah poor mauricio for our guy Mauricio Dubon. Oh, boy. Now, <laughs> he is somebody who you affectionately called... Go for it. I'll let you say it. Esqueleto, right? Yes. Yes, so, from... If you've ever seen Nacho Libre, you probably can't pull up an Esqueleto uh, picture. Well, right let's now, see. Huh? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's, let's, see. Yeah, let's see if you can do it. Because, I mean, he, he really does... <laughs> Dubon looks a little... Especially when he, when he had the long flow. He looked just like... Um, Nacho Libre's uh, sidekick uh, wrestling partner in the movie, but yeah, we're uh, we're bummed. As soon as I saw that, it was Saturday morning. I'm sitting in. I'm about to settle in with a little bit of MLB the show, and then boom, there's the tweet. And yep. I wasn't. I was bummed, man. I was like, oh, because yeah, I mean, you talk about one of the happiest guys. Yeah, wanted to most- be a giant. Yeah, wanted to be a giant, was a giant fan growing up, one of the happiest dudes. Um, and he just he was always smiling, always having a good time. Even even in the in the drubbing of the Padres when he stole <laughs> second or no, when he when he squared the bunt when they're up by seven runs and uh, you know, the Padres are getting fired up. He just stood at first base, just like just, by the way, did he really tell yeah. do you think he really told who was it, Hosmer at first? Hosmer. Yeah. Did you do you think he really told him, oh, they told me to bunt? <laughs> I believe that he did. <laughs> I 100 percent believe that he did say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what you do like when the bully comes over to you and yeah, yeah. Like, no, he told me to do it. Yeah, he told me to. And that's not my fault. It's his yeah, fault. Yeah. He told me to dump that drink on you. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about Dubon. Now, uh uh, like you always like the guys who want to play for you, whose dream it was to play for you. And that, that was him. Like I, and I really appreciated that about Dubon and he was, he never hid that. Right. He was always right. like, Nope, this is just what I want. This is, this who, this is, these are my favorite. This is my favorite team. Like I was a Buster Posey fan. Like he yeah. would always just, you know, get so <laughs> fired up about it. And so it's so cool to know that that's the guy that you got. Now, at the same time, he had, he had some flaws in his game that for this style of baseball, 
that the Giants play, you know, maybe not the best flaw to have when, you know, you're kind of too aggressive on the base pass and you create outs where we cannot afford to create outs, right? Now now with this time of team, nope. And and that was my my dad's thing with him where he was just like, (laughs) what a dodo. Like he just texts me, (laughs) what a dodo. I was going to say, we should have had your dad on for the segment because we would have been talking about the glowing times and now we miss him. And he was so your dad would have been like, that guy, glad he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, now here's where he really excelled in what they did. Multiple positions. You put him on in the outfield and, and he's, you know, he could play there decently. He was, you know, maybe after Crawford, maybe their best infielder defensively. I think, you know, you could say that at least uh, opposite of first base. Um, By the way, here, here's your photo. Oh, look at look go. at that. There that's, you go. That's absolutely. That's the same guy. <laughs> that is not an actor. That is Mauricio Dubon, who showed up uh, and Jack Black said, yeah, you want to be in my movie? <laughs> <laughs> so the poor podcast audience, yeah. they're dying to yeah, they, see this. They see this. We'll, we'll put one up on Twitter. You'll put that up on Twitter. Yeah, I'll put it up on Twitter. Up on Twitter. Um, all right, so... Yeah, unfortunate because he we liked him, but you know we also said this in the beginning. Like we talked about the the crunch, the roster crunch. We said it's going to be Dubon or it's going to be Estrada, and you don't want to release these guys because yeah. they have value. You're basically giving a player who can be on a 26 man roster away for free. And who did they trade for Dubon? They got a guy by the name of Mike. Papierski. I want to tell you, Mike's 0-2. The Giants are yeah. 0-2 in the Mike Papierski <laughs> era. So Mike, Mike's got to do something, man, because what we need to we need to get a win here. Uh since you know since it's like the curse of Dubon. It's like already. Oh yeah. And 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 the Papierski guy, he um not a big power guy. He's a switch eating catcher. The Giants could always use, you know, in every system you could always use an extra catcher. But um they didn't get huge value back in return. And and you remember too, Dubon was the guy. Uh was he part of the Pomeranz deal or the Will Smith deal? Yeah, I always get those two mixed. I know, up. I can never remember because <laughs> they 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 traded to the Padres in like two separate deals in like a couple weeks. Uh, time difference. And I thought, why don't you just bundle everybody together and get like a huge deal? Yeah. Out of this yeah. Whole thing. But you know, I'm, I'm sure it, it, you know, one, one happened and and they weren't even thinking about the other guy. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, they go, Hey, by the way. Yeah. And then, the, you know, everything kind of started from there, but um, yeah. So he didn't get, he didn't get huge value back, but again, I mean, Dubon right now is not a huge value guy. Um in his career with Houston, he is 0 for 1 so far. By the way. <laughs> I just looked it up. I think he had a pinch hit uh, appearance uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Pinch hit. Gi- Giants already down 1 0 in Colorado, by the way. Oh, man. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a little bit behind. I got two outs and runners on the corners. See, you know, I don't know. Estrada could have dove for that if Dubon is at second. It might have been 0 0. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so when they traded, when they traded Dubon, he was hitting 239, but he but. He was only hitting 189 on May 8th, and all of a sudden on May 13th, he went a little bit of a tear. He's hitting 239. So, you know, the bat just never quite caught up to the defense, and uh, just hate to see him go, man, but that that's the business. That's just kind of how it rolls sometimes. By the way, did you want to uh, mention that you got old Flan to reply to you on Twitter today? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Flan was uh, posted a pretty cool picture of him waving Pablo home. I gotta look it up because I don't remember uh, <laughs> what he actually said. He, you, oh, well, it, well, so so you you said, or no, he wrote in, in his in his tweet. Sometimes we would let him know we're on our way home, and you replied from our Thompson yeah. to Clark account. Uh, you and I have memories longer than the road that stretches out ahead. And Flannery said, "Sounds like a country song." <laughs> well, it it because as soon as I see 
you know, anytime I see words, I think of lyrics to songs. They said, we're on our way home, which is a Beatles song called yeah. uh, You and Me, uh, or Two of Us. It's called Two of Us. Uh, and so I reply with that. So then I replied, and I said, it's almost as country as the Beatles would get, but not counting their hardcore country song, Rocky <laughs> Raccoon, where uh, Paul, Paul McCartney is actually doing a kind of a, a Southern accent in that song too. But I hope I didn't fe- offend him by saying, uh, you know, that's a Beatles song. <laughs> I, I think he knows that. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, these trades that the Giants made with the yeah. Mariners. Now, I asked you to look them you mean, up. You mean the Giants farm system? Yeah. The, the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> yeah. I asked you to look them up because uh, there's a bit of a, a trade dance Giants are doing. Now, basically what's happening is Mariners are putting guys – on waivers and the giants are coming in going like, Hey, why don't you just trade that guy to us and we'll give you something. So then they pull them off waivers and then they make the trade. Uh, But they made like five of them with the Mariners. What's going on here? Yeah. So I, I mean, basically what's happening is the giants are, are getting to be really, really good at when a team puts a, 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 or DFA somebody, um, they're not going through the waiver wire. So they can basically just like grab that player and do a cash trade or a player trade if they want to um, with that team. So the Giants have been offering up cash for, for, for players. And it just so happens that the Mariners are one of those teams um, that, that they keep doing this with. Do you yeah. want me to go over the five? Yeah. Yeah. Just quickly yeah. go over them. Yeah. Let me pull it up here. I, I went to the wrong, uh, text thread and i got a picture of uh nestor cortez (laughs) (laughs) we're we're, we're trashing on old nestor Nestor doing the doing the delete delete my twitter gimmick yeah a little some him and his and his comments from 10 years ago or so and people and they look another spam call they were mad at Um, us because we called them out on their bs that's right every time i talk about somebody i get a phone call um so yeah, we were talking about old Nestor. If you if you want to know more about Nestor Cortez, look it up. I'm not going to yeah. get into it. ESPN has it. <laughs> I don't want to repeat some of the words he said, so we'll just leave it at that. So so to so to run it down here on April 26, the Giants acquired infielder uh, Kevin Padlow, who we know uh, from the Mariners, and four days later, uh, Seattle traded first baseman Mike Ford to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, then earlier this week, the Giants dealt pitching prospect Prelander Baroa, and we can talk a little bit about Prelander Baroa too, because he's been in the top thirty uh, Giants prospects um, before. Because um, he's he's no slouch; he's been throwing really hard and uh, pretty good pickup that the Giants got in the uh, what was that in the Sam Dyson trade, right mm-hmm. to the Twins. Um, so the Giants dealt Prelander Baroa to the Mariners. They got infielder Donovan Walton. Uh, who we saw the other day. I think it was Saturday we got to see Walton. Um, he started at second base against the Cardinals on Saturday. Giants traded Ford back to the Mariners for cash considerations on Thursday, which is something you don't see very often. And when that happened, I was like, is there a rule against that? Because <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen that before where a guy gets traded and then you trade him right back to that team. Okay, here's, wonder, here's my question, though. Yeah, yeah. Did the Mariners have to give the giants back like $1 more than the giants gave them. I would, I would hope so. Cause if the Mariners are like, we're, we'll take this guy who, you know, and he has options because he, he was in Sacramento and came up and down and up and down. Um, or just the, the one time for the giants. And he had a big hit. He had a two RBI double, uh, giants were fighting back. I'm trying to remember who they were playing against, but they, um, you know, they ended up losing that game. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I, I've just never seen something like that before. So yeah, I would hope through for all the trouble for uh, the Mariners letting us borrow their player and Mike Ford that they got a little bit of you know, a little. Here's a five spot for you to, mm-hmm. to sweeten the deal. Um, and then this week there's that Fairchild and Blandino deal. Um, so that's five transactions between the two teams in three weeks. That is insane. Did they like? Does the Mariners GM just call Farhan and go, hey, we're thinking about DFAing X. Yeah. You yeah. want in here. 
since you love our players so much, let me tell you who we got. <laughs> yeah, the latest deal. And was this one done today? No, this was done at, right after the Dubon deal on Saturday. So uh, Alex Blandino, you remember, had a, a pretty good spring for the Giants this year. He gets traded to Seattle um, because he was only hitting 183 in Sacramento. Um and he got traded for uh, Stuart Fairchild, who's actually uh, had a couple of big league at bats. So, you think he's um, related to Morgan Fairchild? There's a good no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, I was going to say there's there's a good possibility, but I highly doubt. Nobody it. younger than us has any idea who Morgan Fairchild no, is. No, hell no, no. What was she on? Was it Dynasty? On one of those shows. I, wanted, I don't know. Um, I barely, I'm not even old enough to barely remember her. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're a little young for the Morgan Fairchild Ooh. crowd. Okay, so uh, before we get, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened last week. We'll look ahead to this week, and, and then uh, we'll be off here. But before, wanted to mention uh, kind of what we're drinking here. Um, and also, Twitter, Instagram, BSPN shows. I've been posting a lot of photos uh, for whenever news breaks, um, pretty cool images. And what I'm starting to do, well, we'll see. This is, a, this is an experiment. So Instagram has a product called Reels, and it's like these short videos. TikTok, people understand what TikTok is. S- sort of similar idea. And so you take these videos, and they're a little bit produced, and you put them up. And I think it kind of fits what we do, Fairly well, because, you know, we're talking about Giants and we're talking about the Warriors on the death lineup and we're talking about 49ers on the red and gold standard. And so we kind of fit that that news thing. So uh, probably in the next couple of days, hoping for tomorrow, our first reels from the BSPN shows account will go up and it's based on the 49ers schedule. But you can imagine anytime something cool happens. And Brad and I aren't doing a podcast. We may throw a reels up. You may see Brad's face, my face, talking about a specific news thing. So we're going to have fun with it. It's not going to be super serious, but, you know, I I come from uh, the journalism, the broadcast journalism world, so I know how to read news copy. (laughs) Brad knows how to shoot news copy. (laughs) There you go. So, uh, so yeah, so so we're going to have fun with them. But check it out, Instagram and Twitter, BSPN Shows. We're gonna we're 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 keep we're working on our social media game here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're like, like we said, we're old guys. So social media is <laughs> it's fun, but you know, we get super excited when we tweet Flan and he tweets back and we're like, Whoa, look at that. And, and you know, the kids are probably like, uh yeah, that's everyday, <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay, so quickly, my drink today. I, I hit you up because I went to the grocery store the other day. Yeah. And I found a Johnny Walker high rye blended scotch. And I immediately bought it. Like, didn't even hesitate. Just threw it right in my cart and was like, I'm in. I, I, I Like, I don't even need to look it up. I, I, I'm just in. Like, Johnny Walker, come on. I'm in. Uh, and so uh, I'm not a rye guy necessarily, but yeah, see, that, that's my thing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and so when I had it, I was like, I'm just getting it. Cause I like getting stuff for the podcast and we can talk about it. And then I had it just with ice. Uh, the, the first, I don't know. I don't know when I, you know, next day or whatever. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And I had to have it for the podcast. And so if you go to johnnywalker.com, they have some, uh, recipes for cocktails and so i looked it up and i was you know I, I i'm i am staying away from any sort of added sugar and they have like all these like oh put some you know some sprite in it or something i was like no <laughs> let me find something new <laughs> so one of the cocktail recipes was green tea johnny mm. walker and green tea i was like oh this is interesting. interesting now i don't have green tea and they wanted the sweetened green tea i was like no but i have normal brewed iced tea so it's a, a shot and a half of the whiskey and a half of a shot of iced tea. And then I threw a little bit of lime juice on it. And it is very delicious. Now, 
I don't know how much of the iced tea that I can actually taste, uh, <laughs> but you know, so so it's mostly a, a, a rye and and, uh, and lime juice. But I think I may play with the uh, the ratio there with yeah. uh, with, with iced tea because I, I do enjoy iced tea a lot. And but yeah, Johnny Walker and iced tea and, and some lime juice was uh, very refreshing. Now, are you, so I'm the type of person <clears throat> when I buy a drink like that, like the Johnny Walker, I, I've never had it before, like a blended scotch yeah. and rye, which I've, I've actually never even heard of that before, a, a blended scotch and rye. So it sounds really interesting. The, the first thing I'll do is I won't mix it with anything. I'll pour it into a glass and just drink it straight just mm. to try it. Cause I want to get the flavor. So I know what it is. And, and then the next time I might put it in an ice cube mm-hmm. or, or then be like, Hmm, this would go good with, you know, this flavor or whatever else. Right. So I always like to try it just straight, but that, that's how I do it. Do you do it like that at all? Or, you know, I don't often have things straight because, um, I think from a, like a body temperature perspective, I like to, to stay yeah. cool and if I drink something straight, I mean, you can see, like, my face is already a little bit red because I'm <laughs> half Asian, right? So you get the little flushness. If I was to not have this ice cube, like, it would really hit yeah. me. You know, I really, I would really feel the heat. No, but, and you know, that, yeah. uh, for, you know, maybe in the winter, I, I probably have a little bit, I have it neat a little bit more when it's yeah. cold because it kind of warms you up. But yeah. When when there when there's you know when there's some warmth around it's really hard for me to drink things without yeah. ice. Well, I'll even just it'll just sometimes even be a sip. Like I'll I'll just pour enough to like a sip or two, and then it's done. And then I go okay now now I want to try it with the ice cube. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that sounds really interesting. I'd like to because I really do like the rise. That the, yeah. those are some of my favorites. I love to make old fashions. There's a place around the corner before the pandemic. We went to it in like December. Uh, you know, like two months before everything shut down and uh, they were making old fashions with scotch. Mm. So just like straight scotch, not a blend. It was a single malt scotch. I think it was Glenn Livet. Uh, and, and, and I was like, I don't know if, I mean, I love, <laughs> I, I, I love old fashions cause yeah. of the rye. Yeah. So I'm not sure I want to try this. And uh, sure enough, it was fantastic. So I had to. <laughs> there you go. Because that's what you do. You like it. You have to. Wait. Um, so, so are you? Yeah. Are you drinking something? Or because last yeah, yeah. week, last week you were you were kind of taking the week off. Yeah. So I had the I had the meloxicam, but it, what I actually did is I backed off, and I've been doing a lot more stretching. And mm-hmm. you can't see it right now, but I got a, a heating pad that I've just been I've been working this heating pad, man. I every moment I sit down. I have the heating pad on and I've been really loosening that muscle and I've been trying to like back off of the anti-inflammatories and stuff. So, uh, so today I do have a drink. Uh, it starts with the Zevia ginger, ginger ale, uh, you know, pour that into a nice pint glass with a big mm-hmm. old ice cube. And then you throw in, the Trader Joe's Kentucky Best Whiskey, age four years. I don't know. It's all gimmicky because it is, um, you know, it is Trader Joe's. But they do. Trader Joe's always has some good stuff. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a straight bourbon. It's a weeded bourbon, um, and I think it's forty. Yeah, it's forty percent. It's eighty proof. So, uh, shot of that with the ginger ale, and that that's one of my favorite drinks. Like when I'm barbecuing, and I want something. You talk about cold. I want something cold. Yeah. Put a couple ice cubes in there, some ginger ale, shot of that bourbon in there, barbecue, just sip on it, and it, it's a nice, uh, relaxing drink. So, so yes, it only took one week, and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, didn't want to, you know, we still have the other Twitter as well, BSPN yeah. shows, and also our, our actual Twitter is Thompson mm-hmm. to Clark on Twitter, if you want to check that out. All right, so, uh, you know, we don't have to talk too much about last week. Uh, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but the Giants uh, win three at home against the Rockies. Then they win the next game against St. Louis, and was that was that have been six? Was that six in a row? That was six in a row. Friday night was uh, six in a row. And then I tweeted, look at us, we won six in a <laughs> row, and I feel like the – 
uh, what was it? I feel like the skid is so far behind us, mm-hmm. and then we lose two in a row. So I will never do that again. I apologize. <laughs> I will not be doing that anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so here's my here's my main question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at some of these, we went over the divisions, mm-hmm. and there, the what what's interesting about baseball, especially early the one division in which teams are playing generally well is ours, but you have the heroes of the division and then you have like the horrendous teams and the giants don't have those teams this year in their division. Right. They'll, they'll get to play Cincinnati soon. Soon. I think yeah, yeah. they play Cincinnati, <laughs> but the, the sort of the, you know, when you separate the good teams from the, teams that are kind of propped up by playing bad teams. I'm just trying to figure out where the giants fit in that equation. Now we can go through their, their, uh, their schedule so far and, and we can see, you know, okay, who, who are the good teams who are the bad teams? We, we know the Dodgers are, are, are a great team and the giants right. lost two to them, right? The Mets are a really good team. The giants lost three out of four. Yeah. The Nationals, bad. Giants swept them. <laughs> Guardians, eh. Giants swept them. So you can see where I'm going. Are the Giants actually a good team, or are they just going to be a team this year that really, really beats up on the bad teams and they're going to struggle with some of the better teams that, in, in baseball? Well, that, you know, I, I talked a bit, little bit about this last week. What do you think the Cardinals are? Yeah. Because if you think the Cardinals are a good team, the Giants are a good team because yeah. those two teams are very, very evenly matched. They are a, you know, second place, sometimes first place team right now. Giants are still getting a full strength. Uh, you know, like I said, Lestella's coming back. Hey, look, the um, Giants are 20 and 14. This is not a team who's yeah, like yeah, 18 yeah. and 18, right? That's no. not that's not what I'm saying. But you just wonder, some teams can beat up on the really bad teams. I, I right. want to see the Giants beat some good teams. Now, we'll have a chance because the Padres are coming to town at the end of next week. Well, and you remember how it went last year. They won 107 games. And when they played good teams, very good teams, the Milwaukee Brewers, they were winning four to three ball games yeah. late, you know, eighth inning, ninth inning, um, getting getting to their bullpen, their tough bullpen. So, man, I kind of feel like this is the same team, but because of the injuries and they've got other, and and, I mean, it's the same team, but now you're starting to get rid of guys. Dubon is gone. Um, Luis Gonzalez is, you know, starting to become that outfielder, that extra outfielder, Um, uh, you know, so a lot has changed, but a lot has not changed, if that makes sense, because the Giants are still going to be that team um, that is going to win the two to one games, the three to two games. Um, You know, if if a team goes out on top like the Cardinals did yesterday, nine to nothing, I mean, God, it was five, nothing, then it was seven, nothing, then it was nine, nothing. The Giants have never been a team the last few years built to compete like that. They're not going to come back in a seven to nothing ball game and then, you know, come back and, and put a beating on you. Like the Philly, the Phillies did that to the Dodgers a couple times this weekend. Um, I don't see the Giants as that type of team, but they are definitely a team where if the Giants score three runs in the first couple of innings and hold the other team to nothing, they have a very, very good chance, probably like a 95% chance of winning that game because of their bullpen and the way that bullpen has been pitching. Um, but yeah, I would love to see the Giants go out against a good team like the Dodgers and, and go up seven, nothing in the second inning, like the Dodgers did to us last year when, when, yeah. um, you know, Disclafani was on the mound and they just beat them up. Uh, but that's just not who we are. You, you're, you're always going to have that. You're always going to have that envy of, uh, I want to be the team like the Mets. It just goes out there and cranks home runs and beats you up. But, you know, the Giants are always going to be that team where it's just, you know, hey, we scored two runs in the first. That might be all we need. Let's see. Let's bite our nails for the next eight innings and yeah. <laughs> see what happens. So, the Giants are playing the Rockies now. You know, they swept the Rockies uh last week, eight to five, nine to two, seven to one. So, you know, pretty, pretty good beatings there. These games weren't really all that mm-hmm. contested. Now 
back in Colorado, which historically the Giants have struggled. Though last year, they I, I, I think they played pretty well last year in, in Colorado. They did, and they were awful on the road. Yeah. The, 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 the Rockies were awful on the road. Uh, they were good at home, but the Giants beat them up pretty good at home. So, you know, if the Giants get one, possibly two, I, I feel like that's a positive. Uh, you know, somewhere in, in this world, Tim Linscom is, is is tweeting or not. Actually, he's not tweeting. He's he's mumbling about <laughs> a humidor or something. Uh, and then the Padres come back to San Francisco. Now, the Giants have not gone to San Diego. So the Padres are here twice before the Giants go there. And the last time the Padres were here, you know, there's some frustration going on with San Diego. I can still see in my mind Matt Williams <laughs> in the dugout just staring oh, at Mauricio so, Dubon. So angry. So mad <laughs> at poor Mauricio, all 137 pounds of the guy. <laughs> but but there were the, that was real frustration, right? And now, you yeah. know, we're about a month away from that. And do you think that there's going to be any, I don't know about bad feelings about each other, but I feel like the Padres are coming in and, and they, they feel like, you know, they feel like they're playing pretty good baseball and, and they feel like maybe they have a little bit of uh revenge here, but uh, do you, do you expect any fireworks from these two teams? I, you know, I usually don't. I usually say, "Well, enough time has passed, and and whatever." And uh, but no, I I think <laughs> I I think the Padres are pissed because again, here they are playing good ball, and they're still not in first place because that that's just kind of well, are they tied for first? Tied for first, technically. Yeah. Dodgers first are a point. couple percentage points ahead. Yeah. So and, and the Padres think they definitely think they're better than the Dodgers um, because they've been building this roster. Now they got Bob Melvin. Um, so I think they're going to come in to San Francisco and try to make a statement. And that statement may be physical. And it looks like they, uh, Rockies lost Senzatella, right? Senzatella had an injury. Yeah. They, they brought That's in a it. reliever. They're, yeah, the Rockies still up one zero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just made a pitching change. Okay. And so the pot, yeah. So the Padres, I think they're going to come in and try to make a statement. And I think they're going to try to, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be like, you know, fighting i don't know if there's going to be high and tight pitches i don't know if there's going to be a beanball war i think it's going to be more like we want to go out and we want to win all three of these games 12 to nothing mm -hmm. and so i think that what they're going to do is just try to pile on pile on pile on um which is understandable again we talked about it in this day and age in this game you need to that's what you got to do you got to pile on because uh, the the ball i i mean we still think the ball flies out of the ballpark, and we've heard the rumblings of a uh, much worse baseball this year than than we've seen in the past. But now I think we're starting to see a, a different baseball mixed in. Wasn't there uh, somebody the other day, uh, a baseball, an actual player tweeted, you know, this guy hit the ball the same launch angle two times in a row. And the not two times in a row, but the same launch angle and the same miles per hour off the bat. One went out. And one was caught, yeah, like, you know, fifteen feet in front of the warning track. So there are definitely two different baseballs. I don't know about. That. I mean, I don't know if you can really prove that with that because you know how much goes into physics and and everything else. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think the the Padres are probably going to say, you know, hey, let's pile it on, let's pile it on, let's make it like a you know a ten nothing drubbing. Let's get them in the in the first couple of innings and just knock out their starters. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be spirited. It's going to be fun. And it's, it's at uh, Oracle and uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And then after that series, so again, we, I, I feel like it's every single time we do this show, we always go into like, this is a big week. This is a big week because they got Colorado then they they're home for San Diego and then they're home for the Mets. The Mets come in and the Giants want revenge there. So, oh, yeah. You, you know, there's there's going to be six games in a row right there. They're just going to be pretty hardcore, fun baseball. So, I mean, if you want to look at this, the Padres schedule in the same way they look at the Giants schedule, mm -hmm. they've played the Reds six times and they've beat the Reds six times. 
So what does that mean? I mean, the Reds are there. They're supposed to beat them. That that's what they did. Does it yeah. mean that you know their the, 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 their schedule gets a little harder uh, <laughs> as they don't play the Reds? Possibly. But I, I I'm gonna be you know very interested in that series because a because of the frustration from the previous one, but also Padres are kind of back right, and are they real? Or are they not real? I think that is to be determined still. And what we're, I think the Giants probably feel like they are the better team. Uh, the Padres probably feel like, hey, you know, we get the better record. So it's it's kind of interesting. Padres are Giants are plus thirty three. Padres are plus sixteen. Um, and and I think there's good, you know, not to say that a series this early in the season means more than you know than than one should but you know for a may series i sort of feel like this is going to be a pretty important one so we'll we'll follow that closely for next week well also back in april uh the padres lost two out of three to the dodgers so they got a little big brothered by the dodgers earlier in the year um they also got big brothered by the giants because the giants took two out of three um and and in between those series you know, they split with the Braves, swept the Reds twice. So, and yeah, I think I mean, in there. Pirates yeah, the there. Pirates were in there. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think right now everybody's trying to kind of find their footing. And these are the games. I mean, the, the National League West games like this. So, Ty Block is in. There you go. Uh, former Giant. There we go. Um, so, so gay like, starter for the Giants one season. That's right. Isn't that crazy <laughs> to think? Man. I think that was the year Bumgarner, like, flip the motorcycle or whatever he was doing <laughs> yes so time yeah, block i'm so, pretty yeah. sure it was yeah or or was it the one he took the line drive off the pinky oh it might have been that maybe it was that one yeah Could because actually one. looking at colorado now i remember uh, uh mad bum did it in like in between the colorado series i think it was they were in colorado they left and they, they did his motorbike thing but yeah i think it was the line drive off the pinky that broke his broke his pinky um but yeah, they, I mean, these National League West games are going to be very, very high strung, very hard fought because now we're in May. We're heading into June. I mean, we're just got a couple of weeks until we're into June, and and that's when the real fighting just kind of, kind of starts. And the Giants are getting healthy, and um, that's a big series. A couple of big series coming up, especially the Mets coming into town. I'm looking forward to that one because for some reason I just don't like the Mets. We owe them. I, yeah, we owe them, and for years I have not liked the Mets, and I think it's probably because the the eighty six beating of my Dwight Evans Red Sox. <laughs> Ever since then, I've been mad at the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that'll be it from here. Um, you know, actually, we 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 buried this one, and oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll quickly quickly do it. And, you, and it's it's a very easy one to go through because of the, the <laughs> way that the, easy. <laughs> the, the the rankings went out. But we mentioned Luis Gonzalez earlier in the show. Yeah, how the Giants sent him down because he had options. Well, guess what? He was also our Player of the Week, <laughs> Luis Gonzalez. <laughs> he uh, he won unanimously Player yeah. of the Week. I think that's the first time. We've had a unanimous winner. I threw up uh, Austin Slater. Didn't have, you know, it wasn't. It didn't have a huge week, Austin Slater, but nobody really did, other than Luis Gonzalez. Slater hit two eighty six, five hundred woba, but he walked a lot. Forty one point seven percent walk rate, two runs, and and an RBI. Um, Harleen Garcia, mustachioed Casale just went deep. By yeah. The way. One, oh, did one. he? Yeah. Nice. One one. Excellent. Uh, see, that's what happened. You got to get an injury to the starting pitcher and then we get back in it. Uh, Harleen Garcia, four innings, uh, retired all 12 batters that he faced, three strikeouts. Um, and then Luis Gonzalez hit 471 this week. And, and it, again, it's just, you, you look at this and you go, well, we need some offense. And we just sent down a guy who hit 471 this week. With a 535 Woba, a home run, six ribs, three runs, two stolen bases, and he pitched one and a third innings, gave up one hit and no runs. The new Shohei. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's he's now the last National League pitcher to hit a home run. There you go. Because he, t- he took Pujols' Ephus pitch deep. Now did so he did hit it when he was the actual pitcher. Yeah. So that, that's what makes he, it. I think he came into the game as a pitcher, didn't he? 
Uh, no, he played left field. He made a catch okay. in left field at, okay. at one point. So, yeah. Uh, all right. We are done here. Uh, we'll be back next week. Like we said, we're going to be talking about that the the series and previewing the Mets series. We'll see if the Mets can stay hot. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. R.I.P. Mauricio Dubon. Even though you're not dead, you're just off <laughs> yeah, of don't our team. Kid, don't kill him, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, going to Houston. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gets to play for Destiny, though. So that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Good. There's yeah. a link there. You're right. There's a link. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you. Peace out. Peace. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for weekend laughter, moments of self-reflection or a much needed breath of fresh air. With All Trails Plus, you can plan your next hike, ride, or run with confidence so you can relax and enjoy the journey. All Trails Plus gives you all the info you need in one place so you can make the most of your time outdoors. Quickly discover new trails near you and spend less time driving and more time on the trail with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and 3D views so you know what to expect before your first step. Want to go where cell service can't? Download the map to keep your route in hand and never get lost, even offline. You can even get alerts if you take an unexpected turn. There's a trail out there for everyone. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.